0: Hey everyone if you listened to season one of between sundays you know that nate and i dedicated a whole two episodes, two episodes. to talking about a very important experience in our life when nate was in a band Gosh. very specifically a christian rock band
1: i like to really like hone in on that niche you know and it's we a spot
0: we want to share with you like a special treat that we have going on And if you are in the Port Huron, Michigan area and would like to join us.
1: We're getting the band back together, people. (laughs) That's right. Let's just call it like it is. Some guy thought it would be a good idea to invite Nail Point to get back together to play some festival. And we're just dumb enough to say yes. So we're coming out of retirement for one show.
0: When is it? September 9th, Mm -hmm. 2023. Where is it? It's at the Pine Grove Park in Port Huron, Michigan. And who can come?
1: Everyone,
0: everybody,
1: Bridgefest 2023.
0: So come on out, take a take a listen to Nailpoint. Let's see if they still got it. Oh, we still got it. Do they still rock? We'll find out.
1: You, do we do? And I'm gonna start practicing. So watch out. See you there. Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take, oftentimes, big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Welcome to Between Sundays with Nate and Kate. We uh, just want to remind you that your life is lived every single day and what happens between Sundays matters. And this episode, we're going to be talking about marriage stuff.
0: Yeah, a few years ago, let's say five years ago-ish. A handful of years ago,
1: circa 2019.
0: You do the math. (laughs) Uh, We were asked to be marriage mentors for some reason. Don't want to brag
1: about it, but
0: marriage ministry at our church thought we would be ideal candidates to mentor another couple.
1: Just a little, two little flowers in the garden. We just tended to their hearts.
0: So they're not together anymore. (laughs) Yes,
1: they are.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and thankfully they were super gracious to learn from us when we did not know how to teach things about marriage.
1: We were just winging it.
0: We were winging it.
1: We said, yeah, we'll try that out.
0: Sweet, sweet Bruce and Sarah. The
1: two little... Just sweethearts.
0: Yeah. It seems like every time I'm asked to like help someone or mentor someone, I end up learning from them more than I feel yeah. like I teach them.
1: Did, come to find out they mentored us through that. Yeah, it was reverse. Months.
0: And maybe it was a setup. Maybe someone knew they, we needed the
1: help. <laughs> they knew we'd say no. <laughs> they were like, yeah, you guys want to mentor these guys? Uh, Please? I'm
0: kidding. I kid. We
1: had so much fun we with did. that. And what we did was we came up with this idea that we were just going to think of like six things that we felt we have learned over the years and just share it and let them take from it what they would and leave what wasn't good.
0: Yes, and it turned out to be okay. So we hadn't looked at our notes from that marriage mentoring, um, I guess sessions or whatever we call it. We hadn't looked at those notes for like four years and we just brought them up again the other day and we were like, okay, we could talk about this because we wanted to do a podcast episode about between, for between sundays about marriage because um marriage is a real life relationship that's lived every day and we believe that god has a purpose in our relationships and in our marriages um so i just want to read this little passage from genesis it says but for adam there was no suitable helper for him so the lord caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man and while he slept he took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh And the rib the Lord had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, this is at last bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of the man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So hold fast. I looked up that word in my blue letter Bible app.
1: Okay. Not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and hold fast means to pursue, follow close, be joined together, and stay close to. So to think that that was part of the purpose of the marriage relationship was something we wanted to talk about because it really does affect our lives every single day if you're married. If you plan on being married, which you absolutely don't need to, that's not a a requirement for being a Christian, Um, but if you are married or you'd like to be married one day, we want to share some of these things that we shared with our sweet marriage mentor couple and um
1: You know what though? Really quick about that. Yeah. One of my core memories from meeting with Bruce and Sarah over those times with this was we were at Wings Etc. And I was what I felt just dropping some just knowledge on Bruce and Sarah.
0: Do you remember what it was about?
1: No. Something super profound. I'll guarantee it. And then Bruce says, how did he go? He was like, what do you mean you don't like this song? And I was like, what? In the entire three minutes that I was yammering on, Bruce was ignoring me, staring at me, listening to Toto sing Africa, and then misinterpreted what I said and thought, I said, I don't like this song. And that sums up our experience with Bruce and Sarah Marriage ministry, mentoring. So every
0: time we hear that song, to I just this think day, of Africa there's Bruce. nothing else that crosses our mind. Yeah, It's just that moment, and it was hilarious. It was
1: funny. I, I was love like, laughing Wait, with what? People. And then I was like, no, Bruce, I love this song.
0: Sarah is okay. actually, if I were to name somebody in my life who has like the best sense of humor, Sarah comes to mind.
1: You know what I, okay, she's can I say hilarious. this, what I love about Sarah? She laughs at everything I she say. She does, she's ready. She's laugh. ready to laugh. She wants to enjoy life. Love I love that. it. Okay, let's get into this. Number one, budgeting as one person. Um, We started off with a low budget.
0: I don't know what we were thinking when we got married. I could
1: tell you exactly what I was thinking, but you go first.
0: I think we were just thinking, like, I don't think we thought about how money was going to work.
1: We didn't have any money. We didn't know how money worked because we didn't have it. And what I thought was like, dang, my income is about to go from $22,000 a year to $38,000 a year. (laughs) I was probably, up. in all
0: honesty, was not even that much.
1: Probably not, because so what we've been were married
0: for we've been married for 19 years now.
1: Mm-hmm. So I think
0: almost 20 years ago, minimum wage not so much. As not it is so high. Now. Yeah,
1: I wasn't college bound at that time. I was, I was just, in college. You were in college working at the time. city rec.
0: Yeah, you're at the city rec, city rec making
1: balloon arches. Yeah, it was your biggest concern was in, a balloon arch.
0: We thought, hey, let's get married. Yeah. Let's get married. What let's join bank accounts.
1: What was I doing?
0: Working at the doctor's office, probably.
1: Medical assistant.
0: Here nor there. <laughs> okay.
1: Just taking care of babies. Okay. So yeah, we didn't have any money, so we decided we just went into it with very um, no rational reason other than to think we're married now, so my money is your money, and your money's my money. Let's put our monies together.
0: I think it probably helped us in a way that we were married young because we didn't already have like preset ways that we were used to spending our money. We didn't have like our own bills yet, like at least not a lot, like maybe a car payment or something, but we didn't have like, I don't know, our own habits that we were like already stuck in our ways. We joined our money together when we got married, Mm -hmm. which is the advice that we would give to people. I know that like if you are already having spending habits and you kind of already have your own system, it probably would be hard to combine that with somebody else's system. But for us, it has worked really well.
1: Yeah, I have no, we, not like Kate said, we don't have any other knowledge to pull from on this. And prior to that, and then, and that's hard too, because like when we were so young getting married and bringing the money in together, dude, I, I do not, and I don't think I will ever regret it. Like I don't know what it would be like to think like I have my bank account, you have yours. You pay these bills, I'll pay these bills. There's something about that that I'm I'm not gonna say it's wrong. I'm just gonna say it's not the way we do it. Right. I don't know. Like but, I, I well, just well,
0: it's taught us a few different things by doing it the way we've done it. It helped us to like have our language be like, it's ours. It's not yours, it's not mine, it's our money. Mm-hmm. So we don't hold it over each other's heads. Like I earned this money, I'm the breadwinner. I get to purchase these extra things, but you don't earn any money, therefore you're kind of stuck slumming it. Well, that- So I think it helped like our way of thinking to combine a little bit too. We didn't hold secrets from each other or yeah. like try to you know manipulate based on who earned money. So well, I ever- feel like it helped us in that way.
1: I agree everything became like a team effort. And I think I want to lean into the first the one of the things you said about being the breadwinner. We have never like lorded that over the other person because through our 19 years of marriage and extra 5 years of dating when we were just little kids, um over all those years there's been times where you made more money per year than me, I've made more money per year than you and no, I I think that's a big deal. I, I kind of want that concept to soak into people's brains about lording that over your spouse or or feeling less than your spouse in that sense. Man, if there's something that could be looked at, is that. Mm-hmm. Because that's like that can be like a crippling thing.
0: Yeah, I think for a man, it could be a little bit emasculating mm-hmm. if your wife is a higher earner and also holds it over your head.
1: Yeah, I would not be a fan of that.
0: And, and I'm not all about like necessarily like the gender roles. I know there are some things in the Bible that, you know, were appropriate definitely for their time and for the way that their culture was and that still come into our lives today. So mm-hmm. they haven't become irrelevant. Correct. But I don't think if there is a wife who is super passionate about her work and has a calling to, to do something and she earns money so the husband does stay home, takes care of kids, takes her- care of house stuff. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, but how bad would that feel if you just like made it?
1: Yeah, like to you, lord it over. And yeah, that's you where I think
0: about it a lot with people, or just like I, I don't know. I guess that could also seem kind of get into like being prideful and stuff. Yeah,
1: but I think for us, that's been that's been just a huge thing over all the years is not doing that, and um, it's kept our our purchasing like a team effort. Yes, which I I can look back on right now and just be super mm. appreciative of that.
0: It's also made us a little bit more accountable, I think, for our purchases. Just oh, having yeah. someone, especially when you have a limited budget, it ha- when you have somebody else, like if you share a bank account, which is what we do, um, we do have our own credit cards, but it's not because we are trying to be separate. I think it's just because we just we've got them at yeah. separate times and yeah, which I think we're is both good. users on each other's accounts. But um, I feel like it... Yeah. It just gives you a sense of like, okay, somebody else is going to see this purchase and know what I bought. So I want to make sure it's not frivolous. It's not like a spur of the moment impulsive. That's the word I'm looking for. I'm going to make sure it's not an impulse buy.
1: I think that this has also helped um, like correct extremes in us, if I could say that, because I feel like I initially, I would say I am more likely to be the spontaneous spender.
0: In, initially yeah initially now yes. i don't now, think so
1: pff, amazon hello that's changed the game
0: well we both <laughs> go through okay so this is not necessarily advice <laughs> but yeah. we go through we call it like a season of spending or a yeah, season of I like saving
1: to, we like to put a biblical term to it so it just <laughs> so, sounds less like i'm about to blow through some money
0: there's times when it's like we realize okay we i'm in the to, mood Okay, I was going to go the other direction. Oh. Like, we have something big coming up, like we have Bears Braces, or we had like <sighs> other things happening. Gosh. It's like, we we have to rein it in. Yeah. And then we both kind of like, we go in a, a mode where we're yeah. just not spending extra. So when our friends ask us to a movie or out to eat, it's usually just no. Yeah, it's and like it's like not dude. because we don't have the money, it's we're choosing to not spend it on that right now.
1: And I think that comes from over all the years of where there's been times where it's like, hey, I bought this thing, And I know like, you know, like next month we can pay for it type thing or all of those years of being open with our money to each other has helped round edges of where if one of us was if one in the couple is like, no, you got to save, 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 hide it, bury it in the yard. No one's going to spend it. That would just drive me bananas and you two and everybody gets driven nuts by that person. I'm just kidding. But I think there's times where it's like you you learn from it, and I think we have mm-hmm. because, like you said, now where you know we can kind of have a checks and balance system of like, if you're in the mood to spend, I'm kind of like, okay, let's think about it, and then if I am, you're kind of like, let's think about it. We have eyes on where our money's at.
0: Unless we're in a season of spending. If
1: we both then are, we're, then dang, we're both on go mode. We've been there, just but burning through money.
0: What helps you in those times? Our budget having a budget like we have followed the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University for years and that has really helped us to not like like when I say we have credit cards it's not because we're using them to hold debt.
1: no it's just to stay afloat I'm just kidding (laughs) I'm just kidding that's a joke I
0: was like wait what what?"
1: (laughs) yeah no we're not I'm not in the debt
0: okay tithing let's talk about tithing so we we decided early on we're going to tithe it's a biblical
1: concept for those of you who may not be familiar with the term
0: yep it's giving a tenth of our income um in the bible it says like tithe to your storehouse we Mm -hmm. give a tenth of our income away so that's something that has helped us that we decided we were going to do that early on so that way that's not a that's not a discussion for us we just pre-decided that that was something we were going to do and it's
1: It's been helpful.
0: It's not a debate. It's not like a fight about it. It's just something we do.
1: And I'll tell you, I'll be honest about this. Initially, for a while, my brain wanted to do it because I agreed with the biblical concept of it. But there was times where it was hard. Like if you weren't more, um, like you would just, you would send the money to the thing, you know. And there was times where I'd be like, man, we could have used that a little bit, I bet. Like that's just honest, you that know, and that's honest. like that was something that we kind of, we really. There were times where I, I really had to power through that mentally and just be okay with it, and now I'm just forever thankful that I did.
0: Yeah, and we think differently in that way. I think because to me it was never a question.
1: Yeah, and to me it was like, well, yeah, we a lot of people tithe, and so we <laughs> should probably ain't gonna miss ours. <laughs> so
0: another thing we talked about with bruce and sarah was like how do you negotiate where your money goes like Mm -hmm. how are you going to determine your budget i think setting a budget is important but while you're setting your budget you need to have a conversation about like how much are you going to budget for out to eat and Mm -hmm. if you have two different ideas on what's appropriate for that it's good to like determine that before you're in a situation when it's like no i want to do this and it's not in the budget So it kind of helps. Like, there's this one thing that like Dave Ramsey says is like, let the budget make the decision for you. So you go through, and if the money if the money is not in your budget, in your envelope category for your budget, it's it's a no. no. If it's there, it can be a yes.
1: Man, you're making me remember so many things. When we started budgeting, I did not think we were that bad with money, and I would think we might have been actually not that good with money. But I remember hating it. I remember telling you, where is the money? Like, we just got paid. Where's the money at? And you're just like, it's right here. I'm showing you where it's all at. And I'm just like, but you're saying I have no money to spend. And you're like, yes. And I remember thinking, I just got paid, though. No. <laughs> and I I remember that was, gosh, that was hard for me. Mm-hmm. How funny is that to remember all the way back to that? Yeah. I remember getting just frustrated. Like, you're telling me I got $30 left to go out to eat for the week? (laughs) like, what? Like, that was hard. That was an adjustment for me.
0: Yeah, that's an eye-opener. But it does, it has to do with, too, what you were already doing. So Mm -hmm. whether you are an adult and you've been established in your money ways for years, if you bring another person into it and you are establishing a budget, that is going to be new and it's going to feel a lot different. Um, but it like, we weren't established in our ways, but we both had kind of, we learned from our parents. Like, what did our parents do? What kind of like values did they have? How did they look at spending? Like we had learned that for all of our childhood yeah. and, and coming into our adult life. So when you are coming into a new marriage or if you're just starting to budget, you do kind of want to remember that you like give each other some grace for the ways that you were raised differently or the mm-hmm. ways that your like money has already impacted your life.
1: Yeah, that that statement just given some grace is huge because there's I it seems almost true to me that with all the relationships I know about one person likes to spend one person likes to save and the person who likes to save. They love it when the budget stuff comes up because they're like, yes, finally, somebody can put the brakes on this guy or Gail. So just give it time to get that thing rolling. Mm -hmm. Like give it time, because if you don't. Um, You get mad. If I would have gotten so mad at Kate that she would have hated even talking to me about money, then we wouldn't be budgeting. So give it time. So you as the person who's irritated as to where all your money went, give it time to let it get some legs and let it get figured out and work. start working for you. Because now yeah. it's like autopilot. I couldn't imagine not having it.
0: Yeah, because when the property taxes are due and when the homeowners insurance is due the money is always there cuz it's yeah. in the budget where if we didn't have a budget it'd be like okay all of our money this month is <laughs> yeah. going towards this yeah. thing. I need to so pick up I some overtime. time. Like, yeah, it does pay off eventually. You get to like feel the feel the feels of the reward of it eventually, mm-hmm. but there is a hard time There's like a while up. you're negotiating yeah. how that will all work and um You know, another thing we talked about was approaching debt. Like, how will you do this? Some people are no credit cards at all. Don't like have any to have any loans. Um, Maybe you have an idea in your mind that you want to save up so much for your down payment for your house, and your spouse has a completely different idea of what they want to do. So these are all like conversations to be had. It's not like you have to like. Have a specific way you do it, but you've got to be with your spouse in the way that you do it in order to to do what the Bible says and stay close to one another and be joined together.
1: Yeah, and talking those ideas out is mucho importante because it's not my fault you guys got married, <laughs> you know, and now you're finding out. Oh my gosh! So yeah, you got you got to talk about these things because money yeah. money makes things weird real quick.
0: Right, but it can also be very inspiring. So like one last thing on the money note before we go on to our second point um, is the idea of like talking with your spouse, like what vision does God want you to have for your finances? What is he doing in in you that you you feel like the Lord wants you to save so much money each month or there's there's something he has for you on the other side of this good stewardship. (laughs) It could be that you're saving towards a mission trip. It could be that you're going to make somebody else's dreams come true by handling your finances well. Yeah. Maybe it is that he's going to like b- provide that dream home or piece of property at the time, at the right time, but if you're not doing things well now, you're not going to be lined up for it. Yep. So to just think like, what is it that God wants to use your finances for? I love that. Remembering dude. that everything we have was is, is God's. Yeah.
1: Woo, point two. This is a top well topic too that we talk to these guys about. Yes. Children, pff, kids, Children. before and after. Mm-hmm. Now, I feel like there's gonna be some parents rolling their eyes in a minute here because we only have one kid. You got those parents with four kids out there, like you don't, you yeah. don't know nothing.
0: But there's another set right. of people out there too. Yeah. People with no kids. Bingo. And that is a conversation that you need to have with your spouse if you're not, if you don't have kids yet, or you're thinking about getting married. You might want to talk about what you expect for that because I have friends now who like this is kind of like, it felt like forever in my life. Most of the people that I knew, they wanted to have like multiple kids, Yeah, you know, and we did too. We did. Like we started out thinking we were going to have like three or four kids. Yeah. Now I feel like I have a couple friends who specifically are just like, I don't know if I really want to have kids at all.
1: And I can think of one of our friends who initially was like, I don't want to have a kid at all. And now she's got a little nugget and she loves it.
0: Sweetest thing ever. <sighs> wow. Yes. But regardless, okay. something so, to talk about for sure.
1: Uh, my, I like this one is to talk about like what you're bringing into your parenting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like skill sets and lack of skill sets.
0: Yeah. Do you know your weaknesses? Can you see what your weaknesses are or will be as a parent?
1: I know personally... I'm not
0: asking you to spill your own tea as rhetorical.
1: I couldn't find any weaknesses. So I was like, oh, that's my weakness, I guess.
0: <laughs> no, but it is good to realize like, okay, I'm short-tempered. I lack patience. <laughs> Wait, who so are we're, you
1: talking about? Me again?
0: <laughs> no, I was talking about...
1: Some other, just, this just other just friend. friend you know. Saying for a friend. That if you it.
0: do recognize those things in yourself, address them. And yeah. then just trying to real, be aware of when they're happening. Because that is, has been such a huge challenge for us. Mm-hmm. And you don't know what your kids are picking up from you. Like These I'm just kids it,
1: are crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I have made Bear like, very aware of time.
1: So <laughs> time if, we're, if we're
0: like late for something, he's like, I'm going to be late. We're going to be late. I don't have enough time to do this or I'm going to be late. And yeah. I, it's just like, oh my gosh, you'd get that from me.
1: And I would say I gave him the ability to tap into his passions at a rapid pace.
0: <laughs> Explain.
1: I don't know, say you're playing a video game and it's not going right. What's happening? That paddle's getting smashed against the couch. I mean, by maybe me too. I don't know. I mean, I was a kid once. Ah, okay, let's move on.
0: <laughs> okay, so that's something to talk about. What are you bringing into your parenting? Um, what about this with kids? Healthy boundaries. We we decided, for the two of us at least, that um, Bear wasn't going to be the access of our family. Like we weren't going to let the kids especially when it comes to our marriage we weren't going to let bear be the the hub the hub yeah yeah so although we want to prioritize him in so many ways and we do like we we like his now that he's 11 we ask his opinion about things we want to know how he feels we're including his him in our decisions and he's stuff he's part of the tribe he's part of the tribe but he's not the only member of the tribe
1: no, not the chief
0: he's not the chief
1: but it's like uh that that's important
0: yeah i think that shows in You'll, you'll recognize that in your schedules? Are your mm-hmm. schedules all revolving around kids, your finances? Is your money all going towards stuff for the kids? Does it seem like, they're, like their needs are kind of taking over the, the household? Are you still making time for your marriage or no? Is it always about the kids, like that kind of thing?
1: Um, and that idea of like the boundaries and stuff too, I th- we have it in here, so I'm gonna say it about being, both of us being engaged as parents mm-hmm. has been a big deal. Dude, I'm so grateful, Kate. Like I can go all the way back to when Bear was born because I was in school at the time and I was home where you were working, but I was in college. So then when he was just a baby, I was so engaged in that little dude's life. I love it. Like I've had friends who had babies and I don't know. I don't want to sound weird, but I loved it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so thankful for that. And then I feel like I can remember when he was little, he was good with either one of us. He doesn't always like, oh, I need mom. I need mom. He was like, I don't care which one of you I get. I mm-hmm. just want one of you. And I feel like that came from being very engaged.
0: Right, right. Yeah, that's really important. And then as as kids get older, it's easy to like, like right now, Bear is very much your buddy. He's 11. He wants to do like guy things yeah. and be with dad. So it's rare that he would choose to, <laughs> to necessarily do something with me, but it doesn't matter. Like I like board games. I Dude, he I gets like down things board that, games with you. Yeah, yeah. So we have things that he might not realize it, but we have our own things too that keep us engaged mm-hmm. and like allow us to connect. And I feel like that's just been so good.
1: Now this next one is a topic on its own, but we're just gonna, gonna we're gonna touch on it. It's just even the concept of trying to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. That was a big deal for us.
0: It was. I think for a long time, like I said, we planned on having a lot of kids and we also planned out pretty much how our life was going to go. So we thought that after we got married, we would, you know, wait some time to either like just get our careers going or just, just be young for a little yeah. while. And then we'd start having kids and we'd have three or four kids and that's what we would do. But when we wanted to get pregnant and we couldn't, that changed things a lot, yeah. And we had to to make sure we remembered that our identity wasn't a parent. Our, my identity wasn't being a mom or a wife. My mm. identity comes from the Lord and who He created me to be as an individual person. Um, but it's easy to get caught up in. It's too easy. ...in the getting pregnant and that can affect your marriage in a lot of ways. Like it can it can make it seem like. I don't know, like you just, you stop enjoying each other as much, things get serious your money is now going towards infertility treatments, your Mm -hmm. friends are asking you how it's going. There's like just a whole different pressure with it. And none of that is bad, it's not bad to pay for it. It's great for your friends to care about what's going on for you, but it just creates a different pressure around your life.
1: That pressure of life because you get married and sure enough, you come back from your honeymoon, you run into people and they're like, you're gonna have a little baby. And it's like the next, it's literally the, the next stair in society's brain is have kids. If you already don't have a kid and you're, you have the appearance that you should be having a child at this stage in your life, that's all they bring up to you all the time. And then for those of us that are struggling, literally on the struggle bus of like, you don't realize how bad I want a kid and you keep telling me to make one and you're like, I'm trying and it's not. That is hard, man. And mm-hmm. I think it's hard as a dad, as a husband it's the same. It's just, it's the same weight. It's just hits differently because I can remember so many times people telling me, I remember this one dude literally taking me out to lunch to tell me that I shouldn't, I don't need to wait to have a kid. There's never going to be the right time. And all of a sudden I'm sitting there like, dude, you have no clue what you're talking about to me right now. Like you're, you're acting as though, you know, I'm not having a child because I don't have a career yet. I'm like, this isn't hasn't been working out for me yet like it was the most irritating car ride for me in a very long time that day i just remember that moment and it's like it gets i feel like the the husband can feel that weight of that as well
0: sure we were very blessed to we did get pregnant like in our first round but people are going through fertility treatments mm-hmm. like like crazy you yeah. know and it gets to be a lot and it can kind of start to overcome a lot of things in your marriage and in your life so our encouragement with that is just to kind of not let that part of your life take over or become your identity or stop yeah. you from enjoying other parts of your life. Exactly. Like you're still a, a married couple. You still have friends. Like there's still other things going on. So I know it's easy to, for me to say now that we're on the other side of it or whatever. But uh, yeah, that's the encouragement yeah. there is to try to not let that trying to get pregnant.
1: Don't um, let it like take overtake over. you. Yeah.
0: So, and then too, when you do decide you're going to have kids, I feel like a lot of these things we're talking about, it's so good to set up foundational things before the kids come along. Things like praying together, spending time with the Lord, um, making sure you're checking in with each other, because when kids come along, life gets busier, and then there's just a whole nother uh, presence in your household, another personality, another being. So you... You can get distracted easily. So if you set up these these points of taking care of each other and taking care of your spiritual relationship with the Lord, taking care of your physical emotional health all before the kids come along, you're just setting up a good foundation. I agree. And then of course the last thing is just do you have the same ideas about raising kids? Like you got to talk about things like discipline,
1: structure.
0: Um, are you really? Are you flexible? Are you more rigid with how you do things? How are you? How are you going to talk to your kids?
1: You know, I've, gosh, I feel like I've learned so much and I only have one. We only have the one, but like, here's the, here's a heads up. You don't know what you're getting. Okay. That's just number one, because you think, oh, I'm going to know how to parent this kid. I got spanked. Pff, guess what I'm doing? Spanking my kid. Cause that worked for me. And i not, or you're like, I got timeouts that worked for me or whatever. You, you don't even know what you're, these kids are wild. Well, they're their, they're their own people. You own want person. to project
0: your own personality or your own how you would have been onto them, yeah. because they do share some of your traits and characteristics. Like when I see own. Bear staring at the TV and he can't hear anything else except for what's going on on the TV, it's it be, just like you.
1: It is like me because he's because he he's, he's so, <laughs> totally
0: zoned out. No, just
1: so focused and so, so his focused. attention is just so dialed in that it's like you know.
0: But it's easy to think like, oh, he's just like Nate in that way, but yeah. he's not just like Nate. And it's he's adorable. Just like him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, raising kids, discipline, structure, having, being, you know, find that you're going to work it out. As the kid works it out of you. I'll tell you what, man. A kid will break you, dude.
0: Yeah. But and we, we had so much time while we were trying to get pregnant.
1: <laughs> we didn't talk about it at all, didn't we? Judge,
0: No, we had so much time to judge all of our friends Guys. and siblings who were having kids before us. And just be like, our kid's not going to do that. Like, we, we won't let our kids act <laughs> that way. Guess what? And then your own kid comes along and you're just like, oh, Just sheesh.
1: destroys you. Oh, yeah. Man. So that's fun. That's
0: a humble pie. So
1: you're going you to want to get some groundwork laid. If you haven't, yeah. if they're still in the car seat, you better start working on Reduce it.
0: Reduce your expectations Just right <laughs>
1: Lower them. <laughs> of your own of parenting. Of yourself, yeah.
0: yeah. All right, number uh, three, decision-making together. So remember, well, when so you're hard. married, okay. you're in this together. You make de- When you make decisions, you're in it together. You're not in it to tear each other down. For instance. Like right now. For instance, if your spouse finds a car oh, that they want to buy and is a used car and there's there's a really reputable person selling it.
1: I'm who, just going to tell the story. Can I?
0: You can tell the story about the Volvo.
1: The Volvo. Kate mentioned she wanted a station wagon.
0: Okay, that is not completely true. He makes it sound like <laughs> this is like my dream car. She was like... And that's not the case. She
1: was like, boo, can you get me a station wagon? And I was like, I'll do my best.
0: I think you
1: all can Here's determine what. the drama so, in his voice. I just, okay. The truth part was you like the idea of just a fun little station wagon idea. So I'm just kept in the back of my mind. It was time to sell the Jeep, and I see a station wagon on the side of the road for sale, a Volvo. I talked to the lady. I'm like, you know, this thing looks like the, the body's in great condition. There's like no rust, whatever, whatever. I buy it, it's a dud
0: totally identity. the
1: next morning there's an oil stain on my concrete i that's go I, knew.
0: I try to go to work and i can't even put the car in reverse
1: it was stuck it had this thing this mechanism between the key and the gearbox where it would get gummed up. And anyways, it was going to cost more to fix that problem than I paid for the station wagon.
0: And I was late for work, like probably for a week straight. And Losing I'm pretty sure mind. they did not believe me because I didn't, I was well, trying I to explain to them the problem and it just sounded ridiculous. And every time
1: mouth. I would get in the car, it would work. Yeah. And then one it day with me. it didn't work for me. And that's when I realized
0: she knows how she to put knows a car in how it, She knows
1: this car isn't so fancy as a Volvo that my wife can't figure it out. It's that the car actually doesn't work right.
0: So moral of the story, did I make you feel bad for that?
1: No, you never have.
0: We were in that decision we owned together. It together. It we was, owned it together.
1: And that car, if I can be honest with you guys, that has ruined me to have any confidence in buying a car since then. I'm just completely gun shy. I feel like I'm always buying the Volvo. And I, if that lady remembers me, yeah, thanks a lot for that.
0: Yeah, by if you're the way. a nurse who sold a Volvo in to Port a, Huron. To
1: another nurse. That could
0: be you.
1: I forgive you. <laughs> I forgive you because I got rid of that thing.
0: And there have been times when we have not been in it together.
1: That's painful stuff. It is
0: really painful. And it's hard because it feels like we're going in two separate directions. You start to feel kind of distant from each other. I'm not necessarily talking about car decisions like that, but it could be like career moves. Yeah, just stuff. Um, where you're just, you're literally going at something independently as if it is, you're owning it outside mm. of your marriage. Your spouse is not on board with you. And we've been there and it feels pretty crappy. So, yeah, like I, it, is, it is good to make your decisions together and then own, own it together. them
1: together. Cause in our life spans together here, we've had some things not work out. And there's nothing dumber than if you got your, your best buddy, your spouse sitting across you and being like, I told you so. <laughs> I c- that would make me lose my mind.
0: So how do you feel about it when people are like um, making decisions and so they just like refer to like the man because he's the head of the household?
1: I'm not thrilled about it. And here's <laughs> why. I feel like sometimes dudes will like try to pull that card, especially biblical dudes. Um they haven't been a part of running the house in three years and then they act like they're gonna make the biggest decision for the family because they're the head of the house. That's why I'm just I'm a big proponent of being engaged in your home. Mm-hmm. Like know where, know where stuff is. If you don't know where the band-aids are, you shouldn't be the sole decision maker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like just showing up and I, so it's a biblical concept. I totally I, I want to say I have a general understanding of the idea. And for one, I would say for us as the, that idea from the Bible, being the head of the house, I'm engaged. I'm engaged with God, number mm-hmm. one. I'm engaged with you as my spouse, with my son, with my home family, my extended like. That's a big deal.
0: Yeah. And and it's also the idea of like when you're partners in a marriage, when you're sticking together... There's very few like our thinking has become more like mm-hmm. so it's very there's very few and far between times when we can't come to an agreement on something yeah. and we don't really let it get to the point where it's just like well you make the decision it's right. fine whatever I mean it unless it's going dinner, out to eat or yeah. yeah something and like even that even
1: that's gonna probably be an argument but for if, that, if it's
0: a big decision like we. There's compromise, there's conversation. We can usually come to some type of agreement where we both feel comfortable saying, okay, we're going to own this together and this is what we're going to do. Yeah. And I think if you think of it as more of a partnership than a um, like corporation where you got a boss, like it makes it just makes a lot more sense.
1: And the other half of you has an intelligent well of resources of life to pull from. Mm hmm. So for me to ask you a question in regards to our money or our purchases or kids or our home or what anything that you've been a part of with me, it would be foolish for me to think I know better than you.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I do think it's good to get advice sometimes from people, like friends or mentors, but we've never allowed other people's advice to take the place of our spouse's point of view, Mm -hmm. which has really helped us out. Like we... Yeah, way we've less. asked people like when we were doing renovations in our house, we asked a couple people like, "What would you do? Would you save up and pay cash and just like work away? Would you allow yourself to get a home loan?" Like we've asked for mm-hmm. advice from people about different things, but we always come back together, talk about the advice, pray about it, and and then
1: decide together, decide
0: together, and
1: then own it together. Yeah. If there's one takeaway from that, it's own it together. Got it. Thank you. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. All right, number four. You want to read this one?
0: Sure. Individuality within marriage. Now, that can be kind of a marble mouth of <laughs> individuality <laughs> within, within marriage. marriage. But what we mean by that is even though you're married, to become one, you're still both you, like you're still both your individual people. Yeah. So there's a part of being married where you don't just like lose who you are. You still retain a lot of your qualities and what makes you you. And so that means that you're going to have some different interests and qualities. And although you do kind of start to think more alike or I kind of know what you're thinking about things, I don't become you. Right. Like I might be able to think like, I think this is what Nate would do, but I don't necessarily have to.
1: Because you're probably like, man, it's, this is an intelligent decision. <laughs> I guarantee you that's what Nate would do.
0: Exactly. But it's more of like a complementing of each other yeah. rather than just like duplicating each other. Yeah,
1: And there's, and remember when you, we got married because I, I wasn't trying to marry myself.
0: Right. That'd My be weird. Gosh. We don't need two of you. We don't need
1: two of me running around. <laughs> so yeah, the individuality, I think, It's just a wild, it's wild when you lose sight of it because you get married and you're chugging through life five years, 10 years, 15, 30, whatever that is. And that person is doing something annoying to you and you're always trying to change that or whatever, however you view that, it's, that has to come with a conversation. I don't want to get off the topic of what we're talking about, but that individuality, the qualities that you're bringing, don't lose sight of it. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. Don't abuse it. Mm -hmm. Hey, know.
0: Yeah. Um, like one thing I can think of is you started riding your bike a lot. Like you got a nice bike, you've been riding it to work, riding home from work. And it's a
1: pedal bike. It's not a motorcycle. Yeah.
0: He's getting a workout in while he's doing that. Yeah. I try to ride bikes with you, but it's just not my thing. Like I like to go on bike rides as a family, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to like... I don't want to do that,
1: <laughs> and and I know that about you. That I'm not going to ask you to go on a 20 mile bike ride with me because and you know so whose day's going to be ruined, both of ours.
0: Yeah, and that's just okay. Like you're an individual. You like to ride your bike. It's fine. But if you end up with 10 hobbies that don't include me, I'm going to start to feel a little bit like okay, you're you're always gone, yeah. and now we're not like connecting. Like we're not being a family or we're not being a couple that much anymore. And so I feel like that's the balance of like you're an individual. And I appreciate what you bring. And I think, I feel like when we were first married, I loved—I liked that. Like I liked that we were different. I got married to you because I loved that you were different from me. And it's like you're still like learning about each mm-hmm. other and stuff. And then like over the years, it gets to be a little bit like, well, I kind of want you to come to my side on this. I want yeah. you to make decisions like I do. I want you to enjoy the things I like to do. But at the same time, now, 19 years later, I appreciate more like that we are different and that you're unique and I see where it's good for you to sometimes have time with the guys like going on a hike or just doing something that makes you like conquer something that you wanted to do and I don't feel jealous of that like I don't feel like I need to also do that equal thing with my girlfriends
1: right. like just
0: because you did something that you really loved I don't feel like I need to do that too so I feel like that's been healthy to not be like jealous of the time when you are doing things on your own or with your group of people.
1: That's one thing I wanna say thank you about, but also I- You're welcome. Girl, that concept of um, jealousy. If there's, I, I remember through our marriage, and you'd probably, maybe would feel it too, there's times where, and you can see it in other couples even, where one of, the, one of them is doing something and the other person is in such a bad mood about it, I don't know how else to say it right now, that it, it just makes it not fun. Like if, if I was gonna go say, hey, I really want to ride my bike, I'm gonna start riding my bike to work and stuff, and then if you were just really making me feel like this is just a terrible idea, I would have to make one of two decisions. Say, I'm not gonna ride my bike then, I'll give it up, whatever, and be like- Sassy. sassy you get about sassy it. about yeah. it.
0: Passive-aggressive. Or maybe.
1: I'm gonna dig in and be like, I'm gonna ride my bike everywhere. You know what I mean? and that those are two just dangerous places and mm. i feel like there's times with the, with the relationship it's like you to give each other room for those things to be like yes try it out and then say a month from now we kind of realize like you're like dude there's like a lot of stuff you missed because um you're trying to ride your bike home and it takes you 45 minutes on your 11 mile bike ride mm-hmm. and you know it's kind of I was broke down or I needed this or I needed that. And like, so to have the room to evaluate these adventures that you individually go on needs to be remembered. Like read the room as they're playing out because otherwise that person is going to like send you a lot of hate mail towards what you're doing and it's not going to be enjoyable.
0: Well, and then think about what that does even then if you add in personality, because you are a little bit more like you could be more aggressive with those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I might be more passive. So then, if I was more passive, I'd just be losing out on something that I really wanted to do. Yeah. If you're I'd being just more be aggressive, you're over. just running. Yeah, yeah. So like, it, it's better to like talk about those things and to allow your spouse to have some room to do things that they enjoy and want to do. But it, I feel like even in the times when we do things on our own, we always want each other to be there. Like we look forward to going home. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean your spouse doesn't like to be with you or want to be with you. Like I don't know, they're gonna. They're going to have things that they want to do with you, for sure. And then there's going to be times when they do it on their own or with their own group of friends, but they miss you. Yeah. And both are good. But we really um, – I this just made me think of at the beginning when we were first married, like we did come from different backgrounds. So the individuality part kind of crashed a little bit because – or clashed because um, – like you were very social and you wanted to be like out with people a lot and like you wanted to always like stop by. like Your sisters or your friends or your your parents, whoever it was, you just always wanted to do that. And I liked to have more downtime and like just like, no, I could just be alone. I could just watch a movie. I could read a book. Like, shouldn't you call before you stop by? Like it was just like- I
1: was like, what are you talking about? Kind of
0: leaning on my own upbringing and background. So it was just like, we were just very different people. Mm -hmm. So then we did- have like some hard things around that at the beginning of our marriage when it was like, I don't know, I feel like we've both kind of come together a little bit more now, and then life has just gotten busy and things like that. But at the beginning, that was a conversation we had a lot,
1: yeah. And we would address it because otherwise, you have those eggshells,
0: right? And it wasn't things that you could just go do on your own, like, you right. didn't want to just no, go to your friends on your own, it was like. But if I didn't go with you, it was pretty much ruining your experience. Yes,
1: because then what do you do? You show up and be like, hey, where's Kate? Oh, she didn't want to come to see you guys, so then I came by myself. Mm-hmm. And then, is, then guess what I am. I'm a stinker of a husband for saying that. But, but and to what, me,
0: that's a very honest answer. Like, no, I need, I desire to have time alone or time just not with people. Yes. And, and then, so I feel like it's respecting each other to be able to say like, we are going to stop by and see people, but we're not going to do it every weekend. Like we did that last weekend. Let's be, have some downtime this weekend. And you will find a balance, but I feel like I was constantly, I feel like you, I could be wrong, but like you felt like I was like constantly trying to like, hold, like put rules on us. Like we can't do this or I don't want to do it. So therefore we're not going to do it. And I felt like, oh, stop stretching me to always do what you want to do when I just don't want to do
1: it. And I think, yeah, for sure, and that's the learning. That's the learning of the relationship and that I think is even something I just read about with um in a in a book Timothy Keller wrote Reason for God where he talks about being constrained by love. Like love is the ultimate constraint and we don't and it should be. It's in the way of you you give of yourself. You have to give things up in a relationship. If it's a real relationship, there's parts of you that you have to just you allow for the other person. And I think those ideas, they seem superficial, like, oh, you don't want to go to the weekend barbecue with my friends. Oh, you're such a boomer. You're always making me not want to do stuff or whatever. And it it has this feeling of it's superficial, but they those stakes run deep. Mm-hmm. And I think like learning that, learning to, in the love that you, you step back and you realize, no, my lovely wife, who I love, wants to stay home this next weekend and just have time together because... The quality of time is very important to her right now, and for me to always be trying to like get people together or to go out and do something or let's ride our bikes fifty miles today, <laughs> like it doesn't even make sense. And I think with love and with like relationship like that, you have to you have to be aware of that that you're you're consciously giving up portions of you to get a better portion of you, you know, more portion of it, different. Like even biblically it says to become one. It's like why would I. If I'm, if I'm getting a spouse and not learning to cultivate the qualities that spouse has in them, in me, what am I doing?
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Like, I, I want that for us. Like, like
0: almost like, like your spouse is your biggest resource yeah. to be able to to learn and to pull from. And not only are they, they're like your biggest resource and they've committed to being with you.
1: Yeah, and it, and that's where it's not like one person has to change. Mm-hmm. It's like both people have to constrain in a way of like let this new this new creation this new being of identity of two people becoming one see what that looks like by by allowing yourself to to know it mm-hmm. and to to realize it i i've been yeah. i feel like i've appreciated even right now as i'm saying this out loud i'm just appreciating both you as a relationship because for 20 years i feel like we've been learning to do that on accident almost we give have, credit we have, to god
0: yeah to the lord
1: Oh, shout out, to JC! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so trying things together—like you don't have to do everything together, but be interested in each other. I when I think of I, we brought up Bruce and Sarah at the beginning of this, I'm just going to talk okay, about. Let's me. talk. There you again. know, what,
1: let's put their laundry I like.
0: Out. I like them. I do. And too. I Bruce has a passion for um, trail life. It's yep. like a Boy Scouts type organization. That's not something that his wife Sarah is gonna be a co-leader in. It's for boys and guys and like men to raise up you know mm-hmm. little, to help the boys little troopers so I feel like that is just a great example. She's interested. she's supportive like she cares about what he's doing, but she's not doing that with him yeah like I feel like it's just to take interest in what your spouse was doing even if it's not something that you're going to be engaged in with them mm-hmm. um was it hard for me to hear about every item you purchased for your hike with the guys yeah, yeah. i mean there was something come in the mail every day and it was all tiny a tiny little tiny weight. yeah
1: everything was. <laughs> and you were like ounce. oh this
0: only is one ounce this you is remember? only a half an ounce And i'm just like i don't even know what an ounce really is you
1: remember when i set up my tiny chair in the and i had you take a picture of me in my tiny chair
0: you know, I participated in that moment, but oh, you it's not ment- a strong memory <laughs> you weren't me. mentally. I'll
1: send you the picture. <laughs> I have a tiny chair. It weighs like a pound and you can unfold it and sit in it and carry it around with you. And I, I set it up in the kitchen to show Kate and it looks weird to we'll see a full-size grown man sitting in a tiny chair that can hold like 300 pounds but it's also a beautiful thing really
0: and i was super interested
1: you were I, I feel like you you really nailed it if you you really were interested in that
0: okay last okay. point on this one is um your spouse is not your god so talking about individuality mm-hmm. two became one mm-hmm. but you still like your your relationship with god is not dependent on your spouse and it's not like codependent on your spouse. Agreed. So I feel like it's important to remember to maintain your own relationship with the Lord. Even if you do devotions together and you, you're you together in a lot of things, like you have a lot of unity, which is great. Um, you still have to maintain that connection with the Lord on your own and not, not kind of use your spouse in that way. Because we've all heard it before, but people change and people can fail us or they come and go through our life. And sadly, that could be with a spouse. Mm-hmm. and. I don't know, making that sound kind of dark, but Ooh, that's a, I just mean we don't want to depend on a person. We really want to develop that like relationship with the Lord on our own. And not only because that person could leave, it's because it's worth it for you to have your own independent relationship with the Lord where you're getting to know him and then you can share that with your spouse and that becomes another connection for you. But it's, it's your own connection with God.
1: When I hear you say that, what I hear is your identity... I don't get my identity from you. Mm -hmm. I get my identity from the Lord. Yeah. The better relationship I individually, personally have with God and finding out who he created me to be, I'm bringing that to the table to you, Mm -hmm. which is going to give you a better version of me. And I think that's just a really big deal. It is. Because life will punch you in the face. Mm Mm-hmm and you got to be ready for it
0: yeah and there have been times when we've both been kind of in down times at the same time and we both need to be relying on god we can't Mm -hmm. be relying on each other in those times no because
1: i'm handing you nothing good (laughs) (laughs) i got nothing
0: all right number five we (laughs) are gonna say that um with your spouse it's good to talk about life and ministry outlets yes decide together what your family will be doing what you want to pursue um, and don't spread yourself so thin because more isn't always better. yeah. so we're talking about like life outlets could be things you want to be involved in, sports activities, mm-hmm. trail uh, life, camping, yeah, neighborhood associations. Yeah. I don't know all
1: sorts. Of stuff. but it
0: could also be if Book you clubs. are a Christian, it can be ministry. Yep. it's like
1: volunteering it's, at church.
0: yeah, or the soup kitchen or mm-hmm. like, Community organizations. So there's going to be certain things that you want to talk about with how. What are going to be your outlets for what you're going to do together as a family? And
1: and I I love the doing it as a family because there's something we've done a few like just fun ideas and we include Bear in them now. Like because initially he was little and was like, hey, like have a grandparent watch him or some you know something. But now it's like, no, we want him to come. We want him to see that this is what we're up to you know because i want that to be part of his like uh his memory bank and doing things as a family it's important i mean geez we made the kid we might as well include him in our life and i think sometimes we can we we don't really kind of put a plan together of what the family's up to um and we we lose sight of that Mm
0: mm-hmm
1: and then too, like you said, getting spread too thin, that's a thats a dangerous spot to be in. That's to add some extra stress that doesn't even need to be in your life.
0: Yeah. If you're a sp- if you're the spouse that likes to say yes to everything.
1: Ooh, learn to say no.
0: Yep. You're going to have to, like for your the sake of your marriage and your family. And if you guys both like to just say no to everything.
1: Get a life, man. Get up and say yes. <laughs> okay. Go do something. You
0: might want to get involved in something that's bigger than you. So mm-hmm. that way it doesn't feel like life. Life can very, very easily become feeling very selfish. Yeah. And I, you, you are the center of your world, your marriage and your kids and your family. And that's just selfish. It, yeah. It Is might it, work can I for say you. That? Yeah. But it might work for you. It might not feel bad. It's just not necessarily the way God designed it when He wanted us to live into community and to be more giving than receiving kind of thing. I like that. All right. So, talk about what your life and ministry outlets will be. Um, Find something to be a part of that's bigger than you and support each other's visions and dreams.
1: That one sounds so sweet. Last one, last topic point. Yeah. Love each other on purpose and chase your dreams together.
0: Yeah. Francis Chan had written a book, he and his wife, uh, about marriage. And it was not like your typical marriage book that goes through like, okay, we're going to talk about six topics, communication, money, like Mm -hmm. just different topics about marriage they talked more about like how did your how is your marriage going to display the love of god to those around you how will god use your relationship with your spouse to impact your world Mm -hmm. and that was just a whole different way of thinking about how god uses marriages um and so when i think about like love each other on purpose and chase your dreams i think think about that from even a spiritual perspective yeah think bigger than your typical like marriage advice books. But with that being said, it is good to have dates. It is good to have date nights. It's good to have connection points. That's very intentional. Um, we haven't always done that very well. We have, I I just feel like we haven't always needed it because we've been fortunate. Yeah. Like we have grandparents that like are normal. Our son just likes to go to his grandparents' house. So we would get a date night like Uh, even almost like unintentionally but it is good especially if you have a lot of small kids or your lives are busy to be intentional about date nights making time for your spouse um this is something that i really like we were intentional about right from the start was we didn't call each other names yeah so not not even like to be silly or funny we don't do it with bear either so we don't like say
1: like, oh, you're so stupid. Yeah, like, like we, we just, don't do we that. We don't say at stuff all. like
0: that, and I know a lot of people do, and people take it kindly, or they don't. They they know that everybody is just joking, but we decided to do that so that way we wouldn't ever be able to take that personally, or the, not as a joke, or take it a step further.
1: I remember the idea is if you're calling each other names and you're joking around, you have to start there, or worse, when you're actually mad, mm-hmm. and that that just sounds like a bummer. Yeah. And we didn't want that for us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that's actually been very helpful.
0: Yeah, we want to speak words of life to each other. Yep. Yeah, I like that. So, that, and that is being intentional about it. Mm-hmm. Like, we just don't do that. Another part of loving each other on purpose, being spontaneous together, doing things that maybe weren't planned. <laughs> <laughs> Why do we write that? I'm the least spontaneous know. person I know.
1: We were joking about, I said, well, we're, we have a spontaneous two week road trip coming up that we started planning back in October. But really in October, it was a spontaneous idea. We're just pretty calculated, babe. We can't, I'm not apologizing to anybody listening. You know what?
0: Scratch that off.
1: Scratch it off. Don't be spontaneous. That's not even one
0: of our points.
1: I want you to spontaneously remove that idea from your brain. No, go ahead and try it out. We'll do it every once in a while, but it's not as cool as what people, other people do. But to (laughs) us, it's cool, Kate. Don't let them try to bring you down. Um, Love, Loving God and loving your spouse. We touched on that with I think this at the very end of the yeah, other. Yeah, and
0: dreaming together. Mm-hmm. So this is a marriage is a good, fun thing. Take yeah. time to dream about about your life together. What do you want it to look like? What how do you want your marriage to feel? If it doesn't feel like that, what can you do to change mm-hmm. it? And there's so many other topics you can include in marriage conversations like love languages and communication and all of that, but Like these were just six things that we went over with Bruce and Sarah. We wanted to share them because we just feel like marriage is a big part of the life of a believer and God has very big plans for our marriages and Mm -hmm. he uses them in big ways. I agree. Um, And when you're together with your spouse, you can just, life is better that way.
1: Well, thank you. I'm going to take that as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) All All right. right. I love you. Okay. Um, (laughs) Guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, Thanks for liking and sharing. Uh,
0: Yeah, if you have any comments or you have questions about this podcast or other topics you'd like us to talk about or dig more into, you can uh, find us. Yeah. Find us on the website and you can submit a question there.
1: Yeah, that'd be awesome. We'd love to hear from you guys. So... Hey, have fun, enjoy the day, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day, and what happens
0: between Sundays matters.